0: Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to Asia Tech Stories. Today, I'm actually sitting in the offices of Eric Monte, who is the founder of Art Consulting Thailand. Eric, how are you? Hi, Michael. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for you? having me in the office. I'm awesome, kind okay. of as usual. Um, why don't you give me a little bit of background on you, You know where you're from, what you've been doing in Thailand, and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Actually, um, I'm French. Uh, I study chemistry and physics, so it's pretty far from what I am doing today. Is it it really though? Yeah, Uh, sure. I worked eight years for L'Oréal, for example. I was working in a lab doing chemistry, things like that, but boring things. Okay. And um, after eight years, actually uh, at that time, I had a passion about hang gliding, paragliding, micro lights, aircraft, this kind of thing. So I was an instructor as well. So after eight years at L'Oréal, I decided to set up my first business. And I started to launch an um, uh, air sport school, so I teach uh, hang gliding, paragliding, this kind of thing. In France? Yeah, in France, wow. in France. And uh, during the, 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 the winter season, I was uh, doing uh, hang gliding and paragliding tandem flight in the ski resort, actually. Wow. It was good fun. That must be amazing. I've never done that, actually. Yeah, yeah really good fun. You should try. I'd like to. Yeah. I'm not afraid to try anything, really. No, no, please. And actually in Thailand, in Thailand there are some, uh, I, I did flying already a little bit, but this is not very developed yet, but we can, there are some, some side to do uh,
0: air sport, actually. Got it. <laughs> so what made you leave that company and then I'm presuming, did you come directly from there to Thailand or no? No, after
1: five years, I couldn't see myself to getting old as an instructor, you know, it's uh I mean, after a while, it's a bit boring. And um, so I went back to Paris. I mean, I, w- I had the opportunity to study MBA. Okay. So when I graduated uh, in 2002, as I remember, I went back to Paris to to work in the IT IT field, like uh, web services, software. I was doing marketing, sales, fundraising, these kind of things. Okay. okay? And um, in 2007, with an ex-colleague, we, we set up a company, a software company. We developed a software specialized in the press review. To make it simple, we integrated the whole process of the press review into one software. Okay. So We used to work with the, 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 the press media, so we aggregate the contents from the press media, and we deliver press review to corporates.
0: So this, is this, this would be the second company that you started after working yeah. in corporate for you eight years or so. I can't yeah, remember the number. Years. Right? So did you always feel like when you were a young man that there was this entrepreneurial spirit inside you, or did you just get tired of corporate? Like How did that happen? Because most people I know myself, I worked in big companies for 20 years, and then once I stopped doing that, I realized there was this thing inside me that wanted to build things.
1: Actually, it's an interesting question. I used to have a a conflict inside of me until I was 30. All my family, they are not... No one in my family is is in business, actually. Really? Yeah. So, you know, I had like a traditional education, like an open-mind education, but traditional education, not entrepreneur education. But I always feel I am an entrepreneur because from my... Teenagehood, I always be involved in developing projects. Sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, after a while when I was working at L'Oreal, I couldn't see myself working for all my life in this small lab and go to work at nine, finish work at six. I thought my life deserved much better and I had so many ideas. <laughs> Actually, what I'm doing today, I work with artists. I'm not an artist, but I am a very creative person. Right. So maybe it's related to my education, my scientist education. But I think I'm also a marketing person. So marketing plus scientific education plus entrepreneurship, I think it makes sense
0: to explain what I am doing today. So my whole yeah. life, right, I was pretty good at math, I was pretty good at science, and I did a business, I studied economics in college. And then I worked at Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. And I never felt like I was being creative, nor was I ever told, you're a really creative person. Yeah. They kind of beat it out of you, at least in the United States. Mm. If you're good at math and science, by definition, you're not creative. Mm. This is something that I've realized now. But now I feel like I'm really creative. Mm. You at least realized that when you were 30. It took me until I was 50. Yeah. But now I feel like I could market anything (laughs) and I could sell anything. Because there's a creativity inside me that I didn't even know existed. And it manifests itself for you in this sort of project creation and company creation. But I like the, the sort of marriage of math and science and art. Mm. right? I put that in my notes as well. Like There's this combination that's really powerful, I think, that you found.
1: And but at that time, I didn't know nothing about art, actually. Why would you? Yeah. yeah, you're of too course. busy studying I had no reason in physics, nothing, right? <laughs> why would you know? I had no reason
0: to. Right. So you were doing all that stuff. And I like the fact as well that you started a company. Your first company was not just... It's not just risky to start a company, but you started a company that incorporated risk, right? Hand gliding, paragliding. Yeah. It's safe, but it is risky. It appears risky to people that do it, right? That's why they do it, because there's fun in it. The risk is the fun, yeah?
1: Actually, hand gliding, paragliding is... I can say it's a risky activity, yeah. but as you can control everything if you have a good training. Sure, sure, sure. It's not dangerous at all. I mean, in 25 years of practicing, I practice hang gliding, paragliding. I used to practice skydiving as well, but micro aircraft, paramotoring. I never, never in 25 years any had any any accident, even one.
0: Right. I did maybe 2,000 tandem flights. But, but not I mean, even one accident. But I mean, look, the fun is in the potential danger. Yeah. But yeah. but the real fun is in the risk mitigation. Yeah. I know how to do this.
1: You must consider the danger, but manage the risk. Exactly. Which is if actually... If you do that,
0: it's fun and safe. But isn't that a metaphor for business as well? Every wow. business you start is completely risky. You don't know if it's going to succeed. Yeah, but no. I mean, you
1: don't... I mean, when, when you set up a regular business, you don't risk your life. Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> when you take off, you need to land. Huh? Yeah, fair enough. That's the, this is an ultimatum, huh? and you choose it. So fair if right. you take off, you need to land. So you need to be good. Yeah. So let's get back on the ground. Okay. So now, you've been in Thailand now for how long? Actually, eight years today. Wow.
0: It's not a joke. Eight years today. What day is it? January Te- uh, 17, 17, 2011. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah so I came in December of 2011. So so soon after you, well, towards the end of the year after you, but anyway, around the same time. So what have you been doing the whole time you've been in Thailand? Ha! Ah, this is the story, actually. Tell me.
1: Yeah. Um, so once we sold this software company in 2010, Right. I remember we did it on February 9th. We signed a deal with the agreement with the lawyer on, in Paris on February the 9th. I was thinking what I'm going to do next because okay, so I'm not the owner of this business anymore. I have some time. I saved some money. What I'm going to do? And I was thinking it's been a while. I've been working so hard, and I always dreamed to come to Asia for for travel, but I never did. Fair enough. So that day, the day we signed the agreement, I decided to take one year off to travel in Southeast Asia. It's a true story. Huh? It's, yeah, no. I'm not kidding. Huh? No, good for you. So after, after a while, I mean, I took that decision that day on February 9th. And on March 26th, I mean, tra- March 25th, the day of my sister's birthday, actually, I flew to Hanoi for a one-year trip. The, my plan was to travel in Southeast Asia to take photos and, uh, and write a blog. That's it. Right. And uh, the funny thing is, after one week in Hanoi, I've been to Halong Bay. It was... A, very old dream to, to visit Halong Bay. I've been there actually. Yeah, it's a yeah, great it's place. Beautiful. And uh, in Halong Bay, I met a, a French group, like a few guys, and then they told me that they, they was they were finishing a one year trip. Okay. And they they said, but you should buy a motorbike if you travel for a year. And I said, but. Okay guys, I never ride any motorbike in my life. It's my first time in Asia. I'm just here for a week. I don't know nothing. Right. I don't even know where I am, where I'm going. So you want me to buy a motorbike? Are you are you crazy or what? And they say, look, in Asia, <laughs> everybody ride a motorbike. Exactly. Not many people have a driving license. So don't give a shit. <laughs> buy a motorbike. Just start riding, just start riding. So I thought the idea was a bit weird, but as I never did motorbike before. I said, maybe it's a good idea. So I went back to Hanoi mm-hmm. and then I bought a motorbike. Right. A 100, A simple 125cc.
0: That's a small bike. Okay, that's good though. Yeah, and the story is,
1: I buy this motorbike in Hanoi mm-hmm. and the guy who sell me this motorbike, he teach me how to right, manage it. the gear yeah, in yeah. one hour in Hanoi. So when I tell the people, I learned to drive a motorbike and nobody wants to believe me because this is the one of the craziest places on earth to it's drive on a uh, motorbike. Can, yeah, so with this motorbike, I I start to travel in Vietnam, and um, quite fast, I met some artists and artisans, and I was really amazed by what they, they were doing. About the
0: were they Vietnamese? Yeah, Vietnamese. So, First, so here's another thing that people don't know about Asia: there's a deeply creative population, yeah. artistic population, yeah. design population yeah. in Vietnam. Yes. No one knows about it.
1: Yes, yes, a lot, a
0: lot, a lot. Right. And um,
1: <clears throat> so I met a lot of artists, artisans in remote area. I mean, you can meet these people only if you ride a bike. Yeah, yeah, Only. Yeah. There's no way to communicate and to get in touch with them. They are lost. Right. Okay. So I met a lot and then, you know, it started to make me thinking. And then after six weeks, I, I, I crossed the border to, to Cambodia and then the, I remember my first day in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh, I was discussing with, um, with carvers who made beautiful carving about the Angkor Wat period, ah, right. and believe me, the, the sculpture I could see was just awesome. You know, I know the Ecole du Louvre and they provide a lot of sculpture, right. copies, good quality, but these guys with like very old tools, hearts, they they work in very weirdo places. They just create amazing sculptures. That's their life, right? Yeah. And they're cheap. And, I mean, and they sell so, so cheap. So that day is the first time of um, the concept of rock around Asia came up. And I was
0: thinking maybe That's I can... Right. That's right. What's it called again? Tell me. Rock around Asia. Rock around Asia. Yeah. Because my
1: trip... My blog, the name of my blog was Rock Around Asia. I remember now. I knew that and I forgot about it because yeah, I was rock in Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Rock Around Asia.
1: And I was thinking maybe maybe, it's, maybe I can give mainstream representation to these people and help them to sell their
0: work and et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> but see, this is what I mean. You have sold your company, decided you're going to leave your home country, you've never been to Asia. And you said to yourself, I'm going to take a year off. Yeah, and then did not take a year off. <laughs> you, you took like 15 <laughs> minutes off. Yeah, yeah, correct. Before you realize, <laughs> I see another business opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your brain starts going. Yeah, correct. And then you can't stop. Yeah, correct. that's that's a real this entrepreneur. This is exactly what happened, actually. But that's a real entrepreneur. I just right? stay one week in a holiday on holidays. <laughs>
1: Until I met this guy in Hanoi. So tell me more. Sorry, that's awesome. So I traveled through Cambodia for six weeks and I met a lot of artisan artists again. Then I moved to Laos. Did you go, did you go to Angkor Wat? Yeah, oh. of course. I spent a week in Angkor Wat.
0: Yeah, and you could spend... I mean, in kids. the whole
1: complex. Right, right, right. I spent a week, five and days. Right, right. Angkor like, Thom. Yeah, all, 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 all. It's amazing. Amazing. I mean, this place England. is awesome. The Khmer. Actually, what is, what is strange is when you see what is Cambodia today, and how was it in the 13th century yeah. during the reign of Ivan uh, Seven, for example? Right. You just don't understand what happened. No, what changed, right? Because, because it was a, a huge empire, and they, they developed high technology yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah. But what is what it becomes today is just
0: unbelievable. It's so poor, and there is just the remain of that great past. Right. So I was in Cambodia, and I'll be in Cambodia this coming week too. And I was there two weeks ago. There's a lot of things that are changing there, which we can talk about later. I want to focus on the art stuff. But if you go back and look at Anchor Watt and think about what it took to design and build and conceptualize and finish that project, it's massive. Yeah. And it's so impressive. And if when you if, when you think about when it was built, I went there the first time in 1991. Is that true? No, 1998. Excuse me. And I was blown away. I haven't been back since. Oh, really? Yeah. No.
1: So Cambodia, then after that, I I moved to Laos. But in Laos, there are not so many art. It's very, very poor and undeveloped country. There is a lot of production, but textile production. Fair enough. So I stay. I really love Laos. I mean, I really mm. love to do biking in Laos. It's the, the it's beautiful, the green, the mountains. It's just awesome. Really beautiful. And uh, so after Laos, I went to Thailand. I reached Thailand early July 2010. Okay. And I start in Chiang Rai, but Chiang Mai, so Chiang Mai is the nest, the nest of artists. I mean, historically speaking, there is a lot of reason, but this is a real nest of artists. Yes. So I stay for weeks. I was late because I had to meet some friends in Indonesia. So I stay only for four weeks in Thailand, but I met a lot of artists as well. So I flew to, uh, I, I, I led the bike in Bangkok because I was late. So I, I flew to Indonesia right. and I rented a bike in Indonesia actually, but I flew to Indonesia to meet my friends in Indonesia. I mean, I went to Ubud and Ubud, it's, again, it's a, a nest nice for artists. For it's Yeah, artistic, so artistic there in yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. just amazing. So I took the decision when I was in Indonesia to terminate my trip. <laughs> <done>. <laughs> because I was traveling for five six months I don't remember exactly but right. and uh, actually I was it was okay it was okay I, I was so excited by doing this project so I went back to Bangkok for for months to get some my first contact because I just knew a few friends over there but not business person so I stayed um, like a month in uh, in Bangkok to just to try to fill the city, do I want to live in Bangkok? Yeah. Actually. And I chose Bangkok to launch my concept because it's very central and it's very easy to fly it is. In, his, in each country. I mean, yep. Vietnam to, to purchase art, I mean, to source the, the yep. artwork and, and to sell it in Bangkok.
0: Two airports, really convenient, yeah, both yeah, yeah, yeah. close yes, to yes. the city. Yes. That's one of the reasons why. And I'm it's a here. business city, actually. It's right. Thailand is a, is a business It's well, a dynamic, vibrant, yeah. Yeah, 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 also yes. creative city yeah, as well. Yeah. So, what a great place to live. Yeah,
1: so I say, okay, I'm going to I'm going to to move here to relocate here, and I'm going to launch this this art shop, which is actually it's not really an art gallery. It was a yeah like an art shop, a place to tell the story of amazing people who don't have any opportunity to sell their arts and to to get in touch with 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 clients to improve their their way of life, et cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. So. I went back to France in October. I sold my house, my apartment, my car, everything. I remember when I announced my parents <laughs> that I was relocating in Bangkok. It was like a big drama. But
0: I'm laughing actually... because at the time, how old were you? Uh, forty-three. Right. So you're forty-three years old, and still, you have to tell your parents. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, thirteen or twenty-three or forty. It doesn't matter, and your parents still have an opinion about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I have a
1: I have a strong relationship with my parents. It's great though, right? Yeah. It's my good. parents gave me everything. They teach me values. They teach me the, the importance of culture. Yeah. They teach me the price of effort. They told me, if you don't work, you won't get anything. What you need, what what you will get, you, will de- you must deserve it. So they really teach me values. And I'm, Forever grateful that's super. For, the, for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to tell them that I'm going to relocate in Bangkok. It's a and, big deal. Uh, yeah, it's a big deal because, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, Bangkok, Paris is 10,000 kilometers, even if it's not far with the flight, with But my life was not anymore in France, but right? Was in Bangkok. Right. So and that's a big deal. It was a kind of... Um, there was no drama, but... You know, it was something very emotional yeah, to true. tell them that I'm I'm leaving, and and same for my sister, actually, all yeah.
0: my, my big friend. big life changes are always yeah. going to be emotional. Yeah, they just so.
1: So I moved to Bangkok. I relocated on January 17, mm-hmm. 2011, seven eight years ago. I love it. And uh, and we start the concept. We start the so for the first six months, actually, I went back in each country to source the artwork to buy right. and and import to to Bangkok. We find a place, I had a partner, and uh, Annie, and uh, we, find, um, uh, we find a place, so we're in 45, so we opened, we rent like a big house, and we transformed this house into a home gallery. And 45, okay, I know yeah. the street,
0: yep. yeah. yeah. It's a nice yeah. street, Yeah, small street, yeah. dead end, yeah. really Correct. nice place. Correct, and yeah. a good
1: location. Super location. So we, we, we start, we launched the gallery over there for, and then after a year it didn't work well, and we had the opportunity, to move the gallery to Novotel Sunapum Airport.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, because Christophe, the GM, proposed me to exhibit all the artwork over there. Yeah, and to transform like they used to have a big art, a big empty space, two hundred and fifty square meter. That's great. So he said, okay, let's do it the way you want. And that's on the first floor. Yeah. So it's nearby huge, the reception. Yeah, huge, huge open space. Huge open space <laughs> there. Yeah. So we transformed this space into an awesome. It was kind of museum. Yeah, museum because. Each pieces I bought, I knew exactly the story. Right. I knew what the, the myth behind this artwork, who is the character, who make it, what is the technique, etc, uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I was a kind of curator, actually, but the curator from the, from the old time, I was telling old story to contemporary people, right it was, Actually, it was the concept of recommendation. Right. So the business was really good, good, really good. We passed after 12 months, I remember, we passed 1 million baht per month as revenue, as income. I think we were one of the very few to make money with art. And uh, in 2014, made the military coup. <laughs> and then it was the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, it's so funny, you know, I, I'm in the investment business, right? And I was sitting in the Dustani building in 2012, 13, whatever, 14, and there were big protests you know, on Silom Road on all the crossings and all that stuff, right? But the impact on the sort of online businesses at the time was not as um, visceral as it was for offline businesses. Yeah. Yeah, because depending on who your clients were, and I want to find out who that was, they may have just stopped coming. Mm. Yeah. The,
1: the 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 problem. I mean, the problem. Mm-hmm. The issue at Novotel is um, Novotel hotel is a hotel within the the airport. Yep. So it's a transit yep. hotel. Yep. People don't stay here for 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 long. Three days, maximum no. maximum one night. Two days. Two nights. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But the good thing is there is a huge turnaround. Right. There is something like six, as I remember, six hundred rooms. It's big. It's a so good there room. is a there is a, a potential client turnover which is six hundred every day. Yeah. And nobody expects to find an art gallery of this kind in this hotel. Right. They don't expect
0: that high quality. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but the problem is 100% of my clients were clients of Novotel. Right. So, after the coup, and, uh, you know, after the coup, there was, like, a big issue about traveling to Asia. Right. And then there was the curfew. So, all the businesses in the hospitality business, there were... Fighting try to explain the military that they need to lift the curfew right, so it helped people to come back to the country
0: to do just to do business, yeah,
1: yeah, so it took a while and uh, but it didn't change i mean for me i didn't I, I I really lost my clientele right so you couldn't recover from that no, just finished that's fine so we closed the the space over there in uh, January two thousand. Uh, 15, Got it. yes. Three years ago actually. Uh, four years ago. And um, it was a big deal for me because I have invested a lot of money in the stock. Right. I had something like 800 pieces in stock. Yes. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can. So fortunately, at <clears> that, <throat> that time I was renting a, like a big apartment on Sukubit. Okay. So I moved I'm not kidding. I moved the eight hundred pieces in your apartment. In my apartment. I asked the touristic person to come in my apartment to take the sofa, the table, everything out. To, the art in. to bring the art in. It right. was a it was totally crazy. We need two or three days to move everything. Actually I have few friends that helped me. I mean Guillaume, uh, Romu, they they know the stories in the beginning. They they, they were involved in the ten movings. So it was yeah, it was something like really crazy. So for a while, I used to host all this artwork in this apartment, but I, I had no idea about what I'm going to do next. Really, really, no idea. And uh, actually, it starts slowly. I have designed some uh, cultural and uh, museum tour for Asian Trail, which is a big tour operator in uh, in Thailand. You know. and I was when I was designing this tour and providing the the content, I thought. Well, I've been in this art business for, for years here now and, um, and I never visit any faculty of fine arts. So I had a friend of mine, she was a student actually at that time, mm-hmm. so she took me to Silapacone University Got it. and the story started, the second story started at Silapacon University and it started the day I came into the university because when I passed the door, I could see so many artworks. Silapacone University? I will tell you why. What okay, I'm it. just, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to It's up, related. It's okay, related.
0: Okay, I got it.
1: And uh, I remember I was in Silapakorn. I was walking in the classrooms, talking with the, the teachers, the students, and I could see so many modern arts, paintings, culture of any kind. Right. And I was thinking, who is doing this? Right. And the student actually did this. So after a few discussion with the with the teacher and student and they told me we have something like fifteen faculty of fine art in Thailand and yeah, I mean everywhere the student they provide this quality of art. And I felt a bit disturbing because the conception, the idea of, of art, of Thai arts right. when you are foreigner is really related to the to the Lai Thai, the Thai pattern. Right. Traditional
0: Thai yeah. style. But these
1: guys, they were they jumped into the contemporary arts. Right. And I was thinking... <coughs> Here goes your brain again, right? Yeah. You another yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my problem, always thinking. Right. And I had an idea. I so, said, okay, there is no market in Thailand. The, the artists, they don't have, you know, education in business. It's like a real mess. The market is atomized. So maybe I can train this new generation of Thai to give them some, you know, some processes some some kind of education to promote themselves, but we will do it through a platform. So we start to develop uh, a platform to promote emerging Thai artists. This is in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, we start in September. Gotcha. Kind of. So we start to work with Silapakorn University and uh, King Mongkut University, gotcha. which are two big <coughs> faculty of fine art in uh, in Thailand. Yeah. So in um, April two thousand sixteen. We had a prototype, a functional prototype, with featuring something like seventy artists with full profile. The idea of this platform, I was. This is an online. When you talk about a prototype, you're talking about an online marketplace
0: that profiles.
1: Actually, place. at that time, it wasn't a marketplace. It was the really beginning of the idea of silapeak.com. Got it. Okay. The really, it was the the first idea, the first prototype. Let's
0: just get this stuff online with profiles of artists. Yes.
1: Kind of thing. So yeah. I was convinced at that time that if you want to sell art, you need to have a, a specific, a particular relationship with the artist. Sure, Okay. yes. So if you don't know the artist in person, right. you need to get access to some content, emotional content, like interview, photo, video. Yep. So we spent a lot of time and we took a lot of care to produce this content. So in April 2016, we had, uh, as I just mentioned, something like 70 artists. But we did few sales. And I thought, okay, I think the the idea is good, but I don't get yet the right marketing positioning. And in May of that year, I got the idea.
0: (laughs) There's a woman,
1: she buy me a painting on Facebook, and uh, she collect the painting in my house in Tongo and uh, Actually, we start to discuss, and she said, "I am the the owner of a of a luxury uh, spa brand. So we have branches in Bangkok. I mean, in Thailand, in Indo- in a, in, a, in Cambodia. I think there is now one in Singapore. I'm not sure. And um, so we are building a, a new spa hotel. It's a concept. So it's twenty two. We will have forty room for the spa and forty room for accommodation. Oh wow! Okay. And I'm looking for 40 artists to provide one artwork per room. Per room. So I look at this woman, I say, okay, do you have five minutes? She <laughs> says, so yeah, I got even one hour. So she sits in front of the platform, and I tell you something. In one hour, she selects 24 artists. And I thought, that's, that's it. That's my business.
0: That's it. That's the business.
1: Yeah? I'm not going to <clears> focus on the retail. I am going to build a platform to connect artists with people
0: who need art for business purpose. Right, because who you're are not, a, because organization. You're, because now you're not pushing a string up a hill. Yeah. Now you're just true. trying to stop a rock from falling on you. Yes. It's coming down anyway, yes. right? Yeah.
1: And, and it, that's a real business. It matched with something I just noticed is, you know, in Bangkok, there are many beautiful hotels, sure, impressive design, but there's no art. Yeah, it's missing something maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's missing the soul. Yeah. And art brings the soul. Okay. So I thought, okay, who needs this art? Is businesses. Amazing, this is an amazing story. And
0: artists, they are looking for businesses. You realize, by the way, that if you didn't take that trip to get that motorcycle, yeah. none of this would have happened. Probably. I would be back, back in like France with, to work in, I don't know, something, but yeah. none of this would have happened. No, right? no, no. That's no, what no, it feels like. No. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: So this is, <clears throat> on that day, on that day, for me, it's the kickoff. And it took two years to reach, I mean, three years now to reach what we are doing today. So So what is that? What are we doing today? So today, after three years, so everything is aligned, planets, people, markets, experience. I got the knowledge, the global knowledge of everything. And I have a, uh, what can I say, to stay humble,
0: I have a big vision. Do you find it amazing, seriously, what you've learned in the last... What do you want to call it? Eight Seven years, right? Years yes, yeah, eight years. Literally, by we joked about it a couple of seconds ago, but just by getting on that motorcycle and driving around through Cambodian Laos and seeing the artwork that was there, things that you couldn't have conceived were even there before, building that into something that grew but then failed through no fault of your own, taking all that stuff into your apartment and then having to go, okay, now what do I do? And then getting to the university and having those meetings Stuff so you're all constantly learning about stuff, whether you're thinking about it or not. And then you have that moment It feels like an overnight thing, but it's eight years in the making. Yeah. That's pretty amazing to me. That's the kind of story that I love, Mm -hmm. right? Because it feels like it's an overnight success. Mm -hmm. I just have the idea, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Yeah,
1: it's true. I mean, uh, what what I, I still can't believe today is I just had an idea during riding a motorbike. Right. And I never ride any motorbike <laughs> before. I just ride this motorbike. I had an idea on this motorbike. I had a, an intuition, actually. I'm a kind of intuition people. Yeah, fair enough. I'm an intuition person. Right. And I'm ready for sacrifice. So I think if you have an intuition and if you want to do something and you are ready for sacrifice, you can do whatever you want. Anything. 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 It's just a question of time.
0: And, and commitment. And,
1: and energy. Yeah. And effort, and actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And effort. Yeah. So um, to make it short... The, the the my ambition and i think it's it's something which is totally realistic because i have kind of big clients for the last three years good like three big year. brands yeah good for you so everything showed me that i'm right i'm doing it in the right direction so to give you the big picture is the the art market <clears throat> the art industry it's a product but it's very conservative and so far technology hasn't been integrated in the art markets. Right. okay? Yeah. Today, we are living in a world where people need to connect. Right. The third party are going to disappear yeah. because of the technology that connects people. So what I am doing today is simple. <laughs> yeah. I want to build the first online art markets by connecting directly artists, worldwide artists, to organizations who need art to enhance their environments. What a great idea. So, the strategy is not to focus on the retail, is <clears throat> to focus on businesses, to build this platform. It's a social network marketplace and in time, I hope, I believe that all the artists or many artists will join stillapix.com then organizations will have more and more and more and more choice right. and App Consulting Thailand which is the company who carry the whole project Right. Manage the whole thing. So we develop the platform. We provide art services. We develop ScyllaPix.com. We sold a network of
0: artists. So this is the big picture. Right. So ScyllaPix now, this gets, back, this gets back to the thing you were talking about before. When you buy a piece of art, you're building a relationship with that artist that's personal. So ScyllaPix is a place where the artist can build that personal profile. And the people can then get interested in the artist as well as their art. Remember, we talked about this offline a little bit. I like to tell stories about what people do in the context of who they are. And actually, Silipix does a little bit of that as well by selling art in the context of who the artist is, right? They're not just making art as a thing that they do to make money. That's their life. Yeah. So why is it their life? It's the story that you tell through Silipix and then create a marketplace for people to then go and not people, right? But for businesses Mm -hmm. who need that art to create the environment and the ambiance in their place of business. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. organizations. Yeah, To then buy that art? Any organization,
1: <clears throat> anything. Actually, today, the, for me, the my market is divided in three. There is the let's say eighty percent is like a small hotel or small venue. They don't need art consulting. What they need, and they don't, they don't even need to buy art which is already produced, because what they need is a is an artwork that match with the design. Right. So that, that's that's a concept. Somebody maybe need to create that bespoke. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So I give to this organization the opportunity right. to choose the artist they like and to get in touch directly with them. Got it. This is the first thing, right. okay? The other market is like a bigger, bigger venue and the, the, the owner wants to choose the artists by himself. Right. But he don't want to manage the whole project. Right. Because it's quite complicated to manage yeah, it's, uh, hard to do. a creative project. So he will choose the artist on syllapic.com. And he will tell me, okay, Eric, now you do the project. This is the second market, sub-market, let's say. Right. And the other part is big organization wants, I mean, they want to create amazing venue, but they don't know nothing about art, they have no time, etc., etc. So they tell me, okay, Eric, you're the one, just do it. Just do the whole thing. Voilà. So ana- analyzing this market in three different parts, we cover the whole need. Right. And today the eighty the percent they cannot find they have very, very few solutions, few chance to to really find and to really find the artists they like to produce specific art for their venue. Right. And with
0: Silapix.com, the they will be able to do it. Got it. <clears throat> yeah. So you also have your own physical art space. Yeah. So actually so yeah. Tell me the concept of what you're doing there and why that matters and what you're gonna use that space for. Yeah.
1: So as i as i told you off the my concern is to serve some industry related to i mean hospitality real estate i mean any industry who needs who needs to, to connect with artists to enhance their environment with exceptional art and, uh, and design objects right okay. so for me art architecture and design is linked i like to take the example of uh, gaudi the the, the catalan uh, Architect. Some people say he's an architect, some people say he's an artist, but I would say he's both. Yeah. That is an amazing both. Mm. When you see the Sagrada mm. Familia, for example, in, in, in Barcelona, is I mean it's a piece of art who starts 120 years ago. Can you imagine that? Yeah. This it's actually this thing shouldn't exist. You know, right. it's something which is totally unique and Gaudi is a unique, unique character. So as I target interdesigner, architect, this kind of person, I wish I can create a community in Bangkok, to gather these people together to talk about art, to talk about interdesign, to talk about architecture, and make everybody understand that it's link, right. It's really link. Yep. And uh, this community is to help businesses to meet artists and businesses and artists to meet businesses. Got it. So we create silapix uh, Art Space, art uh, which aims to promote uh, art, architecture, and design to a wider audience than the usual art community. So where is that art space? Um, we are located, I mean, here. It's Sucumbit 67, Wish Beer. Beer Home Bar. It's a very nice venue to, for, for beer lovers. Yeah. Uh, so, so we are located on the, on the first floor. Sasha is the, my partner for Silapix uh, Art Space. He, he will manage the the, the, the the place, the venue. So it belongs to the concept. I mean, if, I, if in one sentence I, I, I would summarize, I would say Silapix is like an ecosystem. Right. In this ecosystem, we need a marketplace. And then we need a physical space. Because it works together. And the whole thing is managed by Art Consulting Thailand. Awesome. And what, what kind of things
0: are you going to do in this art space? And do you have anything coming up soon?
1: Uh, we have the grand opening on the next, I mean, on this January the 30th, uh, which is about painting. Okay. Uh, we're going to have uh, another opening, the second one about photographs, about photography, on nice. the February the 13th. Got it. So each event, also for the event, we are going to do something different. Because if we organize like a regular exhibition, once you have seen all the, the artwork, I mean, okay, what, what do you do next? You talk with your friend, that's it. Right. So what we want to do is to entertain people
0: okay. related
1: to the topics, yep. okay? So anytime we are going to organize an exhibition, we will exhibit artwork, any kind, and during the show, we will have some video display, uh, some uh, dance performance, etc. So we we will keep the attention of the audience from the beginning of the opening until midnight, one a.m., two a.m. Got it. For any event. Got it. So this this space, Olympic Art space, we will organize some uh, monthly exhibitions. Okay. About art, design, architecture. Lecture about art, design, architecture. So it's about it's a cultural place actually. Got it. Look, I have so many more questions well, I want to ask you. But I know you want to ask me one. What, what means Silapix?
0: Yeah, so because you said Silapakorn University. So for me, I'm always trying to connect the dots, right? Yeah. And is it just a coincidence that that's the case? No. It's, Actually... Is your dog's name Sila? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just curious.
1: Silapin Cila, in Thai means artist. Okay. Exactly. So Silapakorn is the first university for artists. Got it. Okay. 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 So when I was looking for the name for the mm. platform... That's awesome and when we start, it was dedicated to Thai artists. Right. I was looking for a name which is short, easy to understand, easy to pronounce, and something which is quite international. Sure. Quite something that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, right, so if they say it in German, it's not going to insult wow. anybody. Yeah, yeah. popped up in my mind, and I say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sila is, uh, is fine, but Sila itself is, is not enough, so if you are not Thai, Sila, maybe you don't understand. And I was thinking PIX, PIX like pixel, picture. It's yeah, it sounds like makes, image. Yeah. Image is like art. So I say, okay, I'm going to mix both. I so like it will be Scylla PIX. I like it. So Scylla for the social marketplace. Right. Silapix art space for the physical art space. And Scylla Impact, it's a, it's a network of clients who use our services. Got it. Uh, Who needs, for example, to have their own Art, online art gallery like we did for Simon Kepinski Hotel, for right. example, in Bangkok. Right. Yep. SilaPic.com is the network, it's a social network marketplace. Silapix art space is the physical art space. And Sila Impact is a network of clients. And we would like to organize some, you know, to support art education in Thailand to give chance to people, I mean, artists or
0: people involved in this to have more chance so anyway yeah look that's a great way to end the one last thing I want to ask you is where can people find out more about the events do you have a Facebook page do you have an Instagram thing that people can follow yeah so
1: Instagram I mean Instagram Facebook is Just one word Silapix art space got it uh, so today, there is a prototype online, but we are developing the new one. So the, the, the final, the, the real social network market. Today is not a social network marketplace. I Today is like a, a website where we can, we, we display today something like one, something like 1,000 artwork. But next July, next June, mm-hmm. we will launch the first version of Sillapix.com. Got it. Which will be the real social network marketplace. Got it. Eric, this has been awesome. Thank you so Uh, much for your time. Thank you.